Guys, do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller. It's time to go one-on-one with DP. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios, here is your host, Derek Pearson. Presented by Beatrice Bakery on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Monday, everybody. Uh, lots to go through. Uh, Nick, I will, I, I will correct the thing I just said. I need okay. one of the tasties from Mark's office. They're on his All desk. Right. Just pick one uh, randomly. And anyone. Any one of them, and we'll, we'll talk about that. Okay, Just bring good. it back if you don't mind. Uh, you guys, jump on, communicate. Uh, tell me how you feel. 402-464-5685. Uh, that's the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarter Heyman text line. You can follow us on the Sarter Heyman uh, live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, uh, got a goodin, got a goodin for you today. Uh, Matt Abdomasi, top of the hour. Jay Foreman, five o'clock. Uh, he should uh, be feeling well enough to come join us uh, back in studio tomorrow as we prepare for Purdue. Um, lots going on in the week. Uh, Monday night, six to eight. Nicole Griffin will take us to eight o'clock. See who she's got uh, with her tonight. I believe that Connor's going to be with her as well. Um, tomorrow night, uh, with, with, with Eric Strickland, uh, Strick nine, there's a lot to talk about with him. As a matter of fact, he wants to get ready for, for Husker basketball. And a lot of the conversation will take place based on that. And then he wants to fight over the, the NBA 75. Uh, he also wants to talk football because uh, there's a, a, a transition in the NFL right now. The teams that we thought were going to be really good, maybe not so great. <laughs> so I want to thank the folks from Beatrice Bakery who provide goodies and sponsorship for the show. Um, let me see what – I'm just going to describe it. I'm not going to cut into it because I want to give it to a coach later on. But this one, uh, it's a and, – and, again, you guys can order this at, at BeatriceBakery.com. You can go through. Um, it's not just seasonal. It's not just uh, grandmother, grandma's. Fruitcake, you can, I mean, I, I I apologize to the football players last week because they, they had some of the chopped run cake, and they said, listen, you the, you spoiled us. They're like, this is crazy good. Uh, the, the the breads that they have, the breakfast breads, are different than the, 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 the cakes themselves. Um, and then, of course, the, the, the various fruitcakes. And then this one is, a, is Grandma's chocolate fruitcake chocolate 
which is a tempting little thing. Um, they will tell you to refrigerate uh, before serving. Slice straight for the edge. Okay, so it's good. So this one, man, pecans, cherries, and chocolate and fruitcake. Okay, that's that's going to be a party. That's going to be a party. If you're on the, the, the live video stream, why don't you take a peek? Why don't you take a peek of, of, of things that shall be available soon? Things, let's just mark that as things that will be available soon. And take a peek at this little darling, this little humdinger. Yeah, we like that one, right? We like that one, right? Three stripes, right? We got you in there. It's the Adidas joint. 93.7 the ticket with the new logo. Adidas skullcap as the weather changes. Yeah, we're working on that. How about that? I'm rather excited about that. <laughs> Nick and Rico agree. It's a fair. That's, that's something worth getting excited about. So, um, where to start with this day? I spent some time uh, deep diving Peru State basketball and Purdue football. Of course, uh, Huskers basketball, they tip off exhibition style Wednesday at PBA, Wednesday night, 6 p.m. I believe tickets are still available. Um, in what will be a display... Um, a, a display in curiosity, being able to see some of the some of the tandems that uh, are put out there, some of the, the the groups of five that Fred Hoiberg and company will put out on the floor. Um, <clears throat> I agreed to 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 uh, to Matt Abdamasi that I would not <laughs> I would not ask him to give the fives <laughs> before Wednesday night, so I'll play nice. I will play nice. Husker football, it was an interesting day in going back in film and watching last year's Nebraska-Purdue game. And with Adrian, uh, this was the one of those flashes, Adrian flashes, where um, we saw the, the the better version of Adrian. We saw him, uh, you know, completing passes at a high percentage, making smart throws with it, um, and then seeing a healthy Adrian Martinez put his foot in the ground and score three touchdowns for Purdue. What also jumped out was that in, the, in the very first drive that Luke Reimers uh, on fourth and whatever blocked a punt. Rolled down to the one-yard line. Nebraska recovers it. And then Nebraska goes on to score. And this this game was was not really contested until late in the game. Um, Nebraska had a nice lead. They got up and scored. I think they scored 17 points in the first quarter. Um, and then to hear Jeff Brom in his presser today say, well, um, we need to get out front. We need to get out front. We need to get out front and, and make Nebraska throw the ball more than they want to. Which, while not surprising, I found intriguing. Right? That 
Jeff Brom is 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 saying this thing that look purposefully. Uh, we need to get out front early so that we can disadvantage some of Nebraska's run game. We want them to throw against us. We want them to throw against us. Like, that's how I took it. Uh, okay. But the surprise was that he said that most of Nebraska's best plays were Adrian Martinez in pass drops that didn't work, and Adrian took off. And he talked about it. He was very simple. I mean, he also said, Adrian Martinez, he's been there a long time, seems like he's big and strong, he can run around and make plays. He will hurt you running the ball. At least half of those were on pass plays. And last year, we did not do a good job on him. That's direct from Jeff, Jeff Braun in his presser. He goes further. They had some problems a week ago. He goes, we got exposed. We just don't see game speed at practice. When asked about his young linemen who were forced into into live game scenarios in the Big Ten, he says, yeah, they've worked hard, but they have a ways to go. He goes, we got nine or ten deep, but they're not ready. They're great kids. They're just not ready. They have their own issues. Chris Van Akron will be out again. Backup kickers will handle the place kicking. Sound familiar? He also went into it. Like, he went into great detail about his kicker. Like, this was – I felt bad. He goes – on Mitchell's place kicking struggles, he said, uh, right now, Mitchell, the last couple of games, he's been in a little bit of a slump. Not as consistent, lost a little bit of his confidence. He's lost his mojo. He needs to find his mojo. He also said, uh, because they had some punt return issues, and he said, we made quite a few adjustments in personnel. That should help fix the special team's problems. He went in on a checklist of injured players and special teams problems and a quarterback. He's got a quarterback that doesn't want to run but needs to run in order for them to do well offensively. Again, sounds familiar. This is how simple it was. He also said about Adrian Martinez, he said, we're going to have to (laughs) – we're going to have to defend them in a different way than we have in our last two games versus our last two opponents because Martinez running skills – and his past success against Purdue. So he knows. He mentioned injuries up and down the Purdue roster. Marcus Mitchell will not play in this game. He ran through several other, you know, and mentioning his all, also mentioning Chris Van Eckren. But putting a spotlight on the special teams, specifically in their inability to cover kicks and not having a kicker uh, with his mojo. And all the while, I kept waiting for it to turn. Like, I kept waiting for him to speak differently about his players and about what they were. He went deeper. He said, we gave up too many sacks. A couple of times we should have taken a sack. On those plays, the interceptions hurt us. 
He says, on defense, they did pop a few. We got, we got out of some gaps combined with some missed tackles. We simply did not t- tackle well enough in open field. He talks about David Bell being doubled. Wisconsin was smart. They dropped eight when we knew they when they knew we were going to throw. And he said a way to punish pass teams that will, will will bring an extra defender to cap your star offensive player. The best thing you can do is for that quarterback to take off. When they dropped eight, he said, you know that made it difficult. And he said, while it's while running isn't Aiden O'Connell's game, he's been told every game that we need three or four runs from you on designed pass plays. Aiden O'Connell needs to run, even though it's not his thing. So all, what we what we get from that is they're a little leaky up front. They've had to go deep a little deeper into the depth chart than they were than they want to or that they were prepared to. Young players missed some some blocking assignments and some audibles that were put in play against Wisconsin. Wisconsin would 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 show a three front, then they'd go to to a four front, back to a three front, and some of the miscommunication led to them getting pressure. When pressure was applied, Aiden O'Connell sometimes made some bad decisions. They had five turnovers last week against Wisconsin, and they're aware. And he said, "There's some. There are times when you just need to take the sack. It's not fair to the defense for you to put them in a short yardage situation, or on a short field, or back on the field after a long drive, or in another tense situation. So they're aware. They're aware. They felt better going into Wisconsin than the result showed. They felt worse coming out of it. They are beat up. There's no other way to put that." This Purdue Purdue team is beat up, but that does does does. <laughs> I don't want to speak for you. Does that make Husker fans feel more comfortable? Are you leery, or is this a movie you've seen before? Do you feel good about it? Do you feel bad about it, or are you simply not sure? Because Jeff Brom, if you paid attention to his presser. It would have appeared that he was saying, we're undermanned, we're outgunned, um, we're too young. He raved about Nebraska's defense. They're big, they're physical, they're fast. They've got the system down. They fit well. But any time a coach that I've ever known said that, he had a plan. He had a plan. Like, all that look, stuff looks good on the billboard. Hey, look, man, they're really fast. They're really big. They're really talented. All the while plotting and having your eyes in the right place. Notice that I'm staying away from the records on this thing. I want to focus simply on this week. I don't want to talk about Nebraska's record or what all of this means to Scott Frost and all that stuff. No, 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 no. I'm not going to do that today. I'm not going to do that today. I want to focus on here's the, here's the opponent. Here's what, where they stand. Here's what, what brings them to the table, right, that they had some momentum 
and then they lost a game against Wisconsin that they felt pretty good about until the beatdown. So they said, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the jaw. Well, they got punched in the jaw, and they didn't handle it well. They didn't handle it well. And and Jeff Brom seemed to be uh, resolved in that he learned more about his team last, last Saturday. But, but, does that give Nebraska fans comfort? Right? Does that give you comfort? And if the answer is yes, I'd love to know why. When the answer is no, I'd love to know why. What bothers you? What stick? What sticks in your craw about about Saturday? This is a two thirty game, which, from a preference standpoint, I would I I would have preferred that this one be an eleven o'clock game, so you can stick to your routine at home, and get your work in. Right? That I would rather that they just go to sleep, prepare, 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 go to sleep. Get up and be prepared to stick to your routines. But that 2.30 kick, eh, I kind of wish it wasn't. I kind of wish it wasn't. Um, We'll go to the text line. Uh, Eric says, sounds like Minnesota from last year. Yeah, it does. It does. Brett says, uh, do not feel good at all. Look at Minnesota last year. Like, that's a big thing. Justin says, I'm less worried about Purdue than I am uh, getting in our own way again. Well, that's the next segment. The next segment is going to focus on the things that have to be done against this Purdue team Saturday, rather than what they've done before, rather than the things that have, have, have snake bit them or jinxed them or cursed against them or whatever those things are. There is a way for teams who are, are are grinding to figure out how to win. It's done every Saturday. It's done every Saturday across America. There are teams that have issues who find a way to win. So I, I'll make you all coaches, and you can tell me what you would do, and we'll make a, a, a long checklist of you guys as coaches, what you demand – this team does Saturday against Purdue. Like demand it. I, and, and, and as you know, Justin said, if, if I think it's fair to say that Nebraska won't lose to Purdue without Nebraska facilitating it. The only way Purdue beats Nebraska is if Nebraska helps them. And again, feel free. If I, if I'm wrong in that, um, tell me. But I would I would like to. I I certainly feel that way. That a week's rest, uh, more time in film study, uh, more communication. Um, it's two weeks to to figure out how to line folks up and for them to understand audibles. Like you, if you, if, if if you have ten extra days. Like you have 10 days, if you have seven extra days to learn audibles and learn formations and uh, six more days for the yips to be you know worked through, six more days um, of film study where you can identify, where everybody on that team can identify 
who they're lined up against, what their tendencies are, because the tendencies exist. They exist. You had six additional days, six more days than Purdue had. Purdue couldn't focus on you until today or yesterday. You could focus on Purdue. So everybody, everybody should have watched Wisconsin versus Purdue. I'll ask you an interesting question, fan base. Nick, I'll ask you this question. What percentage What percentage of the Husker roster do you think watched Wisconsin-Purdue? <laughs> right? Like, right? it should be, like, it should be everybody. It should be everybody. But you guys feel free to tell me whether you think everybody watched Purdue. Yeah, from the text line. Uh, put six linemen in with two tight ends and run the back 25-plus times. Here's what I would say to that. If you said put, put, put six linemen in and two tight ends, and remember, you have two pretty adept route running, pass catching tight ends. So you can still throw the ball. You can still throw the ball. But Adrian Martinez would have to run some of those 25 times. Jeff Brown just told you. He's scared to death of Adrian Martinez. And it's 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 when they drop, when they spread out. It's the spread that causes them problems that they spread out and the receivers run off three, four, five of those DBs. They run them off. They got their backs turned to Adrian Martinez. They're not looking at him. So five of them are out of box and then four of them are engaged with linemen trying to get home. That puts Adrian in a space where he's got one guy that, that that's scouting him and one guy one guy that's mirroring him, stalking him, and then one guy who's kind of looking for crossers in, in his space. And those numbers matter for Adrian Martinez because that's where he excels. Text line says, should be confident with Purdue hurting hurting some, and Nebraska having the bye week to get healthy and to work on some things. But we have no reason to trust this team. Okay, so, again, I think what would be really cool is for you guys to to, 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 to think about what should be. Like, if the fans could just walk in to the locker room before the game and write something on the, on the, on the, on the dry erase board for this team – to practice with this week or for this team to see Saturday before they take the field. I'd love to know what that would be. Eric says, don't you think Purdue will run mostly zone because of Martinez's ability to make big run plays when things break down? If they do that, it's death. It's death by a million paper cuts. And I'm okay with that because I think what, here's what would happen. (laughs) And that's a great, that's a great, that's a great text. Here's why. They run zone, uh, and 
let's not bypass the the, the 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 issue that we don't know who running back one is going to be for Nebraska this week. We don't know who running back two is going to be. Like we think we know, but we don't know. That being said, because you don't know who the, your downhill person is going to be, who would you assign? Because you've, 25 plays to Ramir Johnson is different than 25 plays to, to Jacques Yant, which is different than 25 plays to Savion Morrison, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But if they do fall them, find themselves in a, in, a, in a zone, right, where they feel like – because if they go zone, you can go 4-4 and create difficulty in the passing lanes and, again, only allow Adrian to make throws that Adrian doesn't want to make. But if they're willing to just drop and allow the two big tight ends and a possession receiver and a running back to flare out of the backfield, Nebraska will go from 20 to 20 or from 25 to 25 very easily. Very easily. Minnesota's going to let them. Like, ah, as long as you don't score a touchdown, we don't care. Like, literally, I can hear the Minnesota coaching staff going, no, no, we'll keep everything in front. Uh, zone coverage, uh, we'll cap everything with the two safeties, but our responsibilities will pretty, be pretty simple. And then, right, so <laughs> we cap everything, or we go quarters. Like, we'll, we'll flip-flop between quarters responsibility where everybody's responsible for the quarter of the field, or too deep where – they can put some man-type principles on certain receivers and then have two safeties to clean up the mess. But then, then the games would begin. Because at the 25-yard, from 25 to 25, Nebraska is going to move the ball because Minnesota's going to let them. And then, and then, you're in the red zone. And everybody clinches up, and the socks get a little, <laughs> a little more yellow, because Nebraska has to call scoring plays in short space, <laughs> which has not been very easy for them to do. Ponder that. Ponder that for a minute. From twenty-five to twenty-five, zone coverage. As long as they don't go over their heads, Minnesota doesn't care. And then the 25-yard line and inside the 20 to the red zone, it becomes difficult. Sorry. And then you hold them and on jogs Connor Cole. (laughs) That's how that looks. Just ponder that for a minute. We'll throw it to break. (laughs) We'll hear from you coaches. We'll hear from you guys after the break. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store. You're listening to One on One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 